Hey, yo, what's going on, Spurs fam? It's been a while. Uh, just jumping on real quick today to kind of uh, kind of a, a summer in review, I guess you could say, a, a preview. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I miss basketball. I miss my Spurs. And uh, what an offseason it's been. So just off the, uh, the top, we'll start with what's probably most obvious, Kawhi. Fuck you, Kawhi. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've had, you know, a couple weeks, three weeks, four weeks, or whatever now to kind of dissect this, think about it. Um, I guess where my mind first goes is if Kawhi doesn't want to be here, so be it, man. Like, I don't want someone playing for San- in San Antonio who doesn't want to be a part of the system and doesn't want to, you know, better their career, better their teammates. Um, and really what it seemed like is Kawhi started to listen to people that were close to him, like his uncle. Um, Uncle Dennis, who's a dumbass. Um, I've listened to a couple podcasts and know a couple people, heard some stories. Um, I heard a story about Kawhi two years ago in his first uh, All-Star game that the, uh, you know, the, the hotel they were staying at, it was in New Orleans. It was only like three blocks away or so from the arena. So... Um, the NBA people are like, yo, we need to leave to get you to the, the game on time. We have to leave about three hours early because of how bad traffic is. And, of course, Uncle Dennis was like, oh, no, we don't need to do that. We're going to go on our time. We'll, we'll let you know when we go. So they try to leave an hour before they get about, you know, not even a quarter way there. And they're like, oh, shit, we're not going to make this. Like, we're not going to make it in time. So Kawhi and Uncle Dennis and a couple members of his family have to walk without any security in the middle of Mardi Gras, <laughs> downtown, with drunk, crazy people everywhere. He had to throw a hoodie on. I mean, this is the, the guy that's giving him counsel. It, it just, I still can't believe how crazy that whole story is. So anyway, um, the Spurs did what was best. Um, I think they got the best deal out of it. Um, I, I've just seen so many asinine things. I've seen ESPN listed us as not even making the playoffs. Are you are you serious? Like, l- let's just look at this from a realistic perspective. So we lost um, Kyle Anderson, who is a, a good um, a good spur, a good system player. We lost Kawhi and we lost Danny Green. Y'all are telling me that's gonna keep us out of the playoffs? Um, last year we didn't have Kawhi and we were 48 win team. Um, and that was with the uh, the prospect of him maybe coming back all season. Um, so anyway, we get rid of Kawhi and we throw on an elite second team, maybe even first team, depending on what Pop can do with them, um, all NBA player. Like, wh- wh- how again are we getting worse? What are you What are you talking about? Uh, I I just don't get this narrative. And really, what it is, it's the media. They want the the Lakers to be the shit this year, and. It, they'll do anything. They'll talk about it to no lengths. Um, but honestly, I, I I don't care who you are. LeBron and Kawhi are not beating Golden State. There's too many good damn players on that team. So I, I just don't understand this this craziness of, oh, the Lakers are going to be ridiculous. Really? The Lakers are going to be better than the Spurs, huh? I'll take our infrastructure and our coaching and the system we have um, with a core group of character guys that we have, who are young, by the way. Um, that's the thing about this offseason is it, it felt 
like it, it was a, a a loss kind of, but like Spurs fans, like I like I've been saying, look at the the evidence. We won 48 games last year without our best player. We added an All NBA elite talent who can shoot the mid range. Um, I saw some stat. I forget exactly the number, but it was like Kawhi or I'm sorry, Lamarcus. Who, real quick, Spur for life. Love that dude. Fuck Kawhi. LaMarcus last year showed exactly who his colors were. He showed exactly his character. You know, he was down. He, he was the only, you know, star on the team. He didn't complain, didn't blame Kawhi. Just showed up every night and balled out. Those are the kind of guys I need on my squad. Screw these dudes that are, you know, I need my own brand. I need the Jordan brand. I need to be in L.A. Fuck out of here. Um, so, anyway, adding those dudes. Um, but, yeah. Demar and um, Lamarcus hit more mid-range shots than like I want to say it was like forty percent of teams. So I've seen a lot of people question whether or not Demar is going to fit in our system. And if that is you, I would ask you what system have you been watching? Because literally, if, if I were to choose any other player in the league, now let's not be ridiculous. Obviously, Steph and LeBron and KD, I take those guys. But if I'm looking at just from a uh, X's and O's perspective, like who fits in with the Spurs, who who um, who would be the, the best, just systematic, like, oh, plug this dude in and you're good. I think it's DeMar. He's athletic. He can slash and cut. He can shoot the mid-range, which is, oh, I mean, you can see, if you've been watching the Spurs, you saw last year what Pop did um, for LaMarcus, and it got LaMarcus in his comfort zone. I think LaMarcus will have a, or, um, I think De, DeRozan will have a much easier time playing off LaMarcus than Kawhi did. Um, Kawhi was kind of ball heavy sometimes, um, which no hate, like Kawhi was incredible when he was doing his thing, but I think DeMar, as far as our system goes and how Pop can use him, I think he'll stretch a little farther um, as far as production wise, and I think we'll see a better DeMar DeRozan. Like, uh, no offense to Dwayne Casey and the guys who've coached him up to this point, but like, we've not seen DeMar with a Greg Popovich, and what could that mean for his career? So I'm really excited to see how that um, translates. Um, again, I really think that we're going to see a lot of you know off screens, kind of the way they used to use Tony Parker when Tony could hit the. Uh, the mid-range finally they'd run them off two or three screens and there'd be constant back movement constant back cuts and back screens i think that is really going to work for De, um derozan um and i know he's only he was only averaging about uh, i think it was like four assists a game i think with pop depending on the way they use them we could be looking at closer to six to seven assists a game and that would really be big for our team so um, like I said, we got um, DeMar DeRozan, an all-NBA elite talent coming to our team where we had none last year. So now we got two elite dudes. Um, and then also a- another like kind of slept-on story is um, DeJounte Murray. Like the, the growth that he's going to have this year I think is going to be phenomenal. He was already a good player. Um, in his second season, he nabbed second-team all-NBA defense, which just doesn't happen. Like that's... I can't even think of the last person, uh, maybe Dwight Howard in his second year or a Tim Duncan um, getting first or second team defense. But DeJounte has a super bright future. And considering all the just loaded point guards, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, 
Um, you throw a Donovan Mitchell in there. Um, just guys in the backcourt that you're going to have to see nightly. You need a decent um, defender. And DeJounte's length and just – he's a dog, man. He, he's um, – before Kawhi left, him and Kawhi were kind of the uh, resident gym rats. So now it's, it's DeJounte. And even LeBron is impressed with DeJounte. So my hopes for DeJounte this year is he's averaging around 14 to 16 points a game, which means Pop will finally kind of let him off the leash. And I hope he's just a dog on the defensive end and makes life just tough for, uh, you know, like those guys I was just, the Mike Conleys of the world, the Dame Lillards, the guys we got to see on a night-in, night-out basis that you want held in the 12 to 15-point range as opposed to 20 to 29 because um, the West is a jungle, man. It's bad out there. Um, so other than that, um, so I'll go over some key free agent ads. Um, surprisingly, Rudy Gay is a huge ad. Um, one, him and DeMar are friends, so that was big. Um, the first person DeMar called after he found out he was traded was Rudy Gay. So, And they both went and ho- uh, hooped at the Drew League this summer together, um, got some run in. So um, just... Like, little things like that. Like, DeMar is coming to a new team already. So, you'd like to have someone that you can pair him with and be like, yo, here's your boy. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's nice to have a a familiar face. Um, And then on top of that, there's already been video of Coach Pop and DeMar at um, USA Summer Camp, which Kawhi no-showed. What a fag. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, But anyway... um, so, yeah, I, I like the Rudy Gay ad, um, especially with losing Kawhi. It gives us some um, versatility on the wings. Um, it gives us some length. Um, you know, it gives us another guy who knew the system. So we're not starting from scratch with a young piece, um, some, you know, rookie. Um, so anyway, I think that really helps us. Um, and then uh, Marco Bellinelli, another ad, another guy who knows the Spurs system. That's a huge ad to me. He can hit the three, um, spreads the court. Helps DeJounte, helps um, DeMar DeRozan, you know, helps uh, LaMarcus um, really, uh, I'm sorry, spreading that floor is really going to help our offensive flow. So um, that's big in my opinion. Um, Now, big loss. I did like Kyle Anderson's game. He knows the Spurs system. He was a great Spur. So that sucks. I'm going to miss Kyle. Wish him nothing but the best. In Memphis, um, he was an unrestricted free agent. We just couldn't match what the Grizzlies offered him, so it is what it is. Um, and then I, I think w- one of the bigger ads is Lonnie Walker, um, a kid from Miami. He's about 6'5", uh, real playmaker, goofy hair. He can jump. Um, just what we've really needed for that two spot for about five years. I love Manu and I love Danny Green, but Danny Green has no potential at creating his own shot he's one of the worst at that and used to drive me crazy so if you can bring a, a young Lonnie Walker off the bench a guy who's ready to you know turn heads and make people look at like oh damn that dude's he's, he can play um I think we have a nice chance at uh at you know having some athleticism at that two spot um especially with DeMar um probably starting it'd be nice to have Lonnie stepping up or even maybe a, uh, a death lineup having Jamar at the one, or um, or Jamar at the uh, three, and having Lonnie at the two, that gives us a lot of athletic versatility on the, the outside, um, as well as some uh, quick feet, um, some young guns on the outside for defense too. Um, so anyway, Spurs fans, it's not all bad. Don't don't uh, trip. Um, it could be much worse. I definitely see us um, being. All right, I got cut off there. 
Um, like I was saying, I think having those young guys and some versatility on the outside really gives us a, a shot at uh, finishing in the top four of the West. Um, I saw Bravada, or maybe it was Vegas, came out with their odds to win the title and just season wins. They have the Spurs at 42. I, you can hold me personally accountable. The Spurs will win 50 games this year. If you're a bet, um, a gambler guy, oh my God, those are, that's easy money. Go put a hundred bucks down and have, and you will thank me come, um, you know, mid-April. Because we're not, unless something happens to LaMarcus and DeRozan, we're not finishing with 42 wins. We'll finish with 50 at least. So anyway, it's not all bad Spurs fans. Don't let the, uh, the Kawhi drama um, you know, kind of hurt us. And then I kind of just glared, um, skipped right over this. Um, Tony Parker, he wrote an awesome thank you letter to the San Antonio yesterday. Um, if you've not read it yet, I highly recommend you go read it. Um, number nine gave us so much in San Antonio. I was pissed when he left because I don't like seeing my stars hobbled out in the court late in their careers, like Hakeem or Patrick Ewing in Seattle. So personally, I wish he would have stayed and just retired at number nine. Um, spur, but he'll be back for a three-day contract here in a year, so I'm not too worried about it. But anyway, that's kind of a quick um, look at the season. I know that the uh, the schedule will come out here in a couple weeks, within a month, um, so that's probably the next time I'll hop on. Uh, maybe there'll be some new, uh, you know, new news. But other than that, um, I think I give our uh, with the draft, with adding DeRozan, I give us a B plus this off season, um, especially with the Kawhi drama and how. Um, it could have been much worse. <laughs> could have been worse. But anyway, uh, hey, y'all, until next time, keep watching or uh, keep uh, following my Spurs fam uh, page. I will, once the season starts um, this year, I'm trying to do a podcast a week or maybe every two weeks, um, depending on how busy I am. But uh, yeah, hey, I appreciate y'all following, like, share, all that good stuff. Until next time, I'm out of here, y'all. Later.